KMTT Kimi Tzion Tetzei Torah Welcome back Today is Wednesday, Zayin Nisan The Shurim of KMTT for this week are dedicated in the memory of Avraham Ben Yaakov Berman He's a Baruch Today's Shur will be given by Harav Benjamin Tavori the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Tzav This week we read Parshas Tzav. Since it's Shabbos Hagadol, I'd like to begin with an issue of Parshas Tzav and continue with some of those ramifications to Pesach. Parshas Tzav begins with the laws given to the Kohanim of Kachim, of how to deal with the Kabbanas. It begins with Parshas Ola and goes on to talk about Shlamim. And the Torah tells me by Shlamim, Biyom, by a carbon toda, a carbon toda is a carbon shlamin. The Torah says, Uviyom zevach, uvisar zevach todat shlamav, biyom kabano yeachel. The carbon can be eaten, a carbon toda can be eaten on the day that it's brought. Lo yaniach mimenuad boker. There's an Easter to leave over the carbon until the morning. Viim neder on the dava zevach kabano, but if the carbon is a regular carbon shlamin, not a carbon it could be eaten on that day, on the next day. The rest can be eaten the next day. However, if it's left over more than that, after that, however, if it's left over past then, you have to burn the carbon. So, a carbon toda can be eaten one day. A regular carbon shlamim can be eaten two days. After two days, it becomes nosa. The Ta'ameha Mikra, the Pasuk, has an interesting way of formulating it. According to the way we have the Etnachta, the break in the Pasuk, it says, in on on the Dava Zevach Kabanal, it should be eaten that day. And then the Torah says in the second phrase, but what's left over, the next day can be eaten. It seems from the Tamea Mikra that really it should be eaten on the day of the Zevach, but there is halacha, that it is no, called Nosar on the second day as well, but that Nosar may be eaten. It only becomes the Easter called Nosar after two days. The Ramban in Chumash suggests such a thing. The Ramban on the Pasuk says, I, I would have thought that the mitzvah sheyeyachel b'shnei hayamim, yeyachel miksasel b'yamarishon b'yanech miksasel l'macha. I would have thought, okay, eat a little bit the first day, you can leave a little bit the second day. Therefore, the Torah came to tell me, Not that you should leave over, uh, what difference make? I'll eat on the second day. Certainly, you can't leave the whole thing for the second Mitzvah The real mitzvah, the the idea of the Torah is that you should eat. Hanosa b'mikre, 
what was left over bimikre. It just so happened that you have left over yeochel b'macharas haniskar. Mitzvah, according to Ramban, the real mitzvah of the Torah, the real intent of the Torah is that I should eat the carbon shlamim on the first day. However, you're allowed to eat it for two days. The Arsameach pointed out that this question could actually be a machlokas vishonim. The Gemara says in Psachim Dafnuntesim Aleph that an interesting case would happen. A person who brought a carbon, a person who's mechusa kipurim, a person who is still waiting to to bring his carbon to become tahar. So the Gemara says that in the case that he would have already made a carbon toda, he brought he, a carbon nedava. A person who gave a carbon nedava, but he can't eat the carbon because he's mechusa kipurim. So it says that he could, according to Rabbi Yochanan and Broca. In the Gemara, he can bring another carbon and eat the eat his carbon tolda that day. The whole year round, a person who's mechusa kipurim that means he hasn't brought his carbon. He's sorry, but he hasn't brought his carbon. So what he could do is he could bring the carbon after the carbon toda in order to be tar, in order to read the in order to eat his carbon. Now to normally to bring the carbon after the carbon toda contradicts the assay called hashlama. Hashlama means Allah hashlam. Or you bring a carbon the carbon atomic Bainarabaim is the last carbon of the day. The same way the carbon toda opens the base amiglish in the morning. The carbon to, the, the carbon sorry, the carbon tamid Opens the carbon, opens the base in the morning. The carbon tamid shall be rabbayim, closes the base amigdash. That should be the end of the kabanos. Aleha. The Torah says, Aleha hashlem kola kabanos kulam. We say that in davening in the morning. Aleha hashlem kola kabanos kulam. That means that should be the last carbon. That's only a mitzvah saseh. Aleha hashlem kola kabanos kulam. There's no ether to bring a carbon after the carbon tamid. So Rabbi Yochanan Broca says the importance of eating the, the carbon that you yourself Brought when you're a mechusa kipurim, that would override the assay of hashlama, and therefore you could bring another carbon. In order to eat your carbon tamid, the Gemara goes on to explain really why is this assay different than assay. But for our issue, for our purpose right now, we just know that Rabbi Yochanan Broca said, in order to eat your carbon, your your carbon um, your carbon shlamim, then you can be go against the concept of Aleha, Hashem Korach Kabanas Kulam, and you can bring the carbon and eat your carbon. Now, on what day is this talking about? When are we talking about? Exactly what are we talking about? The, the Bahamar in Psachim, when that Gemara says, We're talking about doing this after the carbon tamid. And he says, We're talking about a shlamim that he had brought the day before. Because now if he won't eat it, this is his last chance. This is the second day. We're talking about a, tam- a carbon shlamim that he brought earlier. Yesterday. Today is the second day. 
And therefore, if he won't eat it, he'll be over the assay of, he will not fulfill the Achilat's Kachim. Aval b'shlamim diyome, b'shlamim that he brought that day, kevan v'isle shahus lamecha lamachar, ladach yasei dashlama. The carbon that he brought today, he has two days to eat it. Why should he have to contradict the assay, go against the assay of Ashlama in order to eat the carbon? Let him wait for tomorrow. The Ravid printed on the riff on that page. The Ravid disagrees. And the Ravid says that we're talking even a case where he brought the carbon that day. I don't... I'm not only talking about the case where otherwise he wouldn't fulfill, it would be, it actually become no, sir. The Ravid says, even on that particular day, when he brought the carbon, he is allowed to be, again, to be mevatel the assay of Hashlama, in order to bring the car, in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Achilles Kachim. Now, why would the Ravid allow him to do this and violate Hashlama when he could wait for the next day. That's the, exactly the argument of the Balamar. Let him wait a day. Apparently, the Ravid would think that the real mitzvah is to eat the kachim, the shlamim, on the first day. And that is the ikra mitzvah. That ikra mitzvah itself is more important than the asay of Hashlama. Whereas the Balamar would think there's really no difference between eating the first day and the second day. And as long as it doesn't become Nasser, you might as well as eat it the second day. So why violate Hashlama? You could argue that according to the Baal Hamar, even if you would think the Ikra Mitzvah seed on the first day, I still would not allow you to violate Hashlama for the Ikra Mitzvah. But you could do it the second day, so you have, he, perhaps he could agree with the Ramban. But for, it's definitely true that according to the Ravid, the Ikra Mitzvah is to eat it on the first day like the Ramban said. And I said in the Balamar, it's quite possible to say that there's no difference between the first day and the second day, as that although one may argue this particular point. In general, we've seen a discussion what about Shlamim, if it can be, it, we know for sure that a Shlamim can be eaten two days, but is it really can be eaten two days? Lechatchila? Or is there really a halach of eating it one day and sort of, uh, all right, you can eat it the second day. There is, uh, a, in general, a Shita Mekubetzes that Rav Lichtenstein quoted in his Shirem and Zvachim that says, and I use the, I'll use the phrases of the Shita Mekubetzes, Iker mitzvah la'ochla b'yamarishan. I think that's almost exactly the words of the Ramban. But we see that the real mitzvah is to eat something on, on the first day, but the Torah said you do can eat it the second day, and it's also a kima mitzvah, the, the ikar kima mitzvah. The concept of having an ikar and a tafel in kima mitzvah, so the Torah, seems to be a revolutionary one. That the Torah generally does not distinguish between the, what we would call the chathila and the avad. Tosas and Gittin points out in one place that in the Torah we never find a distinction between the chathila and the avad. The Ramban here seems to say that there's an Ikar HaMitzvah, the way the Torah sort of wanted it L'Chathchila, but B'diyavet, it can be done a different way. The Ramban has stated this idea in another place, which I said will relate specifically to Pesach. Rabbi Gamliel HaYomer, Kosh Shalom, Amar Shlosha, Dvar Meilu, Pesach, Lo Yatsay Dei 
In the Haggadah we quote Rabbi Gamliel as saying that whoever did not say the following three things did not fulfill the obligation of Pesach. Lo He did not fulfill his chiyuv. Which chiyuv are we talking about? So everybody seems to learn so you did not fulfill the obligation of the Torah told me what's the maximum of how much do you have to tell the answer of course is there is no limit as long as till chatos or till oraboker whichever way we pass in the mitzvah is to tell the story what's the minimum of telling the story how can you fulfill the mitzvah in the most minimum level possible? So Rabbi Gamliel says, You have to say at least Pesach Matzamar. The Ramban in Brachos, has a, in the Muhammad in Brachos, makes a very interesting comment. He said, when the Torah says, when Rabbi Gamliel said, he doesn't really mean that you did not fulfill the obligation. He says, for example, if Rabbi Gamliel said that you did not fulfill your obligation, it doesn't mean that you have to eat matzah over again. Why would you have thought that you have to eat matzah over again? You eat matzah and you tell the story of Sipri Yitzhak Why? Why would you think the, the Ramban had to tell us a Chiddush that if you ate if you do not say these three things, you don't have to eat matzah again. Of course you don't have to eat matzah again. Apparently the Ramban thinks, as we know, the Gemara says, matzah is called lechem oni. The Torah called matzah lechem oni. And although there are many interpretations of what lechem oni means, poor people's bread, bread of affliction, the Gemara has one <coughs> opinion, lechem oni is lechem she'onim alav tvarim harbe. Lechem that we speak about. Lechem, that when you eat the matzah, there's a mitzvah to talk about it. The Ramban obviously thinks, means he did not fulfill the mitzvah of matzah. Since matzah means that you have to tell a story when you eat the matzah, you must tell some parts of the story, and the minimum parts of the story that you have to tell are Pesach Matzamar. But the Ramban says the Torah just said, this is This is what we would call, in our language, Mitzvah, the Ikar Mitzvah. But yet, the Mitzvah of eating Matzah is fulfilled anyway, even if you do not do this. So, we see here also a question that Matzah and Sipo Yitzhak go hand in hand on the Doraisa level of Lechemoni. But there is a concept called the mitzvah min amuzchar, and there's another concept that you yotze the mitzvah kiilu b'diavad. I, I don't know if b'diavad is the exact word to use, but not the way the Torah meant it. The same way we had b'shlamim an example that the Torah meant that you should eat it the first day, but it's also okay if you eat it the second day. Here we say it's the same thing that really you should have eat matzah and tell the story. That's the lechatchila. But if you didn't do it that way, but you ate the matzah without telling the story, you're yotzei at least achilas matzah. Let us now return to the original issue and bring it to connect connect it with another law of Pesach. We talked about the carbon uh, shlamim can be eaten two days lechatchila. We said it should be eaten one day. The carbon tolda, we said, can only be eaten one day. 
uh, according to the Ramban, it would work out very nicely. Really, a carbon toda is like any carbon shlamim that should be eaten the first day. The only difference is, not inherently that carbon toda is eaten one day, shlamim is, can be eaten two days. The difference is much smaller than that. A carbon toda must be eaten one day. Even a carbon, regular carbon shlamim should be eaten one day. The only thing is, the Torah gave me an extension for the carbon shlamim that can be eaten the second day. They did not give me that extension by carbon toda. There's a famous reason why uh, the people who explain Tommy Amitzos explain why carbon uh, toda is different. A carbon toda is a, a grateful offering that a person who was saved from imminent danger brings when he feels the glory of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, he sings sheer to the Kaddish Baruch Hu. As I mentioned last week, when you bring a carbon toda, you say a sheer mizmar lasoda. You praise a Kaddish Baruch Hu when you bring a carbon toda. In order to really acknowledge the miracle, so it is proper to tell your story to other people, that other people should join with you, make a su'uda to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu and publicize whatever happened to you. The carbon toda will, cannot be eaten by one person. One person will not be able to eat a carbon toda in one day. The only way to eat a carbon toda in one day would be to invite more people to partake of the carbon toda. So a carbon toda where I want the people to join together and eat all together, all they should publicize the miracle together. Therefore, the Torah limited it to one day and did not say that you can have a second day extension. But a regular carbon shlamim, which is a per- more of a personal type of thing, you don't have to bring a community into it, so that carbon can be only eat- can be eaten on two days, whereas a carbon toda can only be eaten one day. Of course, that would bring us to the carbon pesach. The carbon pesach is like a carbon shlamim, but it uh, again has that proviso that you have to eat the carbon tamid, you have to eat the carbon pesach only one day. Not only only eating one day, but we gave a shir last week about is the mitzvah of eating carbon pesach only till chatos, according to the opinion of Rebbe Lezer ben Azariah, or can you eat carbon pesach till the morning? But here, there's no doubt in the morning it becomes nasar. After chatzos, according to Blessed Benazar, you can't eat it. That doesn't automatically mean it, it becomes nasar. But according to Blessed Benazar, it must be eaten by chatzos. The mitzvah of Achidah's Karben Pesach is until chatzos. But the Karben Pesach is also a shlamim. With this idea, I'd like to quote a Mishnah at the end of Pesachim. The Gemara says, the Mishnah says in Pesachim, a case of Birech al Pesach, Birech Birchat al-Pesach, Pater Zevach. If a person made a carbon, a bracha on the carbon Pesach, so he in, can include in it and Pater the, the Zevach, the, the carbon Shlamim that he eats on that day. And the Mishnah goes on, Birech Ashel Zevach, Lo Pater Ashel Pesach, the, if you made a bracha on the Zevach, then that bracha does not, mostly the bracha on the Pesach, the Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva says, neither one patters another. The, the exact argument whether they patter each other, do not patter each other, is not the main issue I'd like to discuss. I want to raise the issue of how could it possibly be? How could it be that a person makes a bracha on the Zevach, and we're discussing if it makes if it's 
so it fills the chiyuv of the of the Pesach, or vice versa. If you made a bracha on the Pesach, how can it be that you? Would it be that you fulfill the bracha on the Sabbath? Now, <coughs> what seems to be my problem? Of course, we all know that the carbon is eaten. The carbon Pesach is eaten a la sofa. The carbon Pesach is to be eaten at the end of the meal. Ein means that after you, fin- you finish the afikom, uh, finish the carbon Pesach, today, after you finish the, the afikom and our matzah, but in the time of the Beis Hamikdash, after you finish the carbon Pesach, Ein You're not allowed to eat afterwards. So the normal course of events would be to eat the carbon the other kabanas that you eat that night, the Shamich Hagiga, what other kabanas you eat, and afterwards you'd end by eating the Pesach. So I can understand the question in the Mishnah. If a person made a bracha on the Zevach, would that preclude a bracha on the, on the Pesach, which comes later? Fine, I'm completely understood. However, how can it be that there's an, at all a discussion of the Birchaz HaPesach pattering the Zevach? You made a bracha Pesach on the carbon Pesach, and how could it be a question whether that bracha would be mostly the carbon Zavach? You can't eat the carbon Zavach afterwards. Ain't enough to your Pesach have become, and how could that possibly be? This question is found in Rishonim. The Arzarua is the first that I know that really asked this question. And he came up with a novel Chiddush, which is very important. And I'll mention it, although it's not my main issue, my main topic. The Arzarua says that we can learn from here that a bracha, which should be made preferably before a mitzvah, can be made after a mitzvah as well. The Rambam is known to have differed from this opinion. The Rambam thinks that birchas ha-mitzvah must be made before the mitzvah, and if it's a mitzvah that you fulfilled as opposed to a mitzvah which is ongoing. But if a mitzvah that you fulfilled, then you cannot make the bracha afterwards. And if you make the bracha afterwards, it's a bracha of Atala. The Raman, for example, in his famous Chiddush, says that the bracha of Eresim, the bracha of, that, we, that we make at the time of the formal halachic engagement, that bracha, the Rambam thinks that bracha is a birchat mitzvah. And the Rambam says that bracha has to be made before the Kedushin. And if it was not done before the Kedushin, the Rambam says you cannot be made afterwards. It would be a bracha batala. A bracha mitzvah must be made before the mitzvah is done. It cannot be made afterwards. It's a bracha batala. The Rambam says it's not true. Lechatchila, you're supposed to make a bracha mitzvah. Remember, bracha mitzvah is rabbanon. But lechatchila, uh, <coughs> you should make the bracha mitzvah before you do the mitzvah. However, but the Abed, if you forgot to make the bracha for whatever reason before you did the mitzvah, you can make the bracha afterwards. And the Rambam says this is what happened here. The person ate the zevach. He forgot to make a bracha, a bracha on achilas kachin. There is a bracha, quoted in the Tosefta, on achilas kachin, a bracha that you make before you eat kachin. Besides the birchas hanenin, besides making a bracha on food, you have to make a birchas hamitzvah when you eat kachin. So the Arzuah says what the scenario in our Mishnah must have been that a person ate the zevach and he forgot to make a bracha. Now, I see from our Mishnah that you can make a bracha after the Zavach. Now the question is, what should you do? Should you make a bracha on the Zavach because you ate the Zavach already and you're making a bracha kilu backwards? Now I'm making a bracha on what I did already, which is legitimate. 
Or perhaps I can make a bracha on the Pesach, which I'm about to eat, and the Birchas HaPesach with Pate de Zedach, which I already ate. And therefore, the Birchas HaPesach would preclude a bracha for a Birchas HaZedach. This issue, according to the Arzarua, is the source of our halacha, that you can make a bracha, la'achar asiyaso. You can make a Birchas HaMitzvah after it was done. Of course, this perush is very clever according to the Arzarua. The Rambam would obviously disagree. The Rambam would say, you cannot make a birchas hazevach after you eat the zevach. You must eat the zevach before the Pesach. So the question arises again. How could it possibly be that a person could eat the carbon zevach after the carbon Pesach? Where he could, how could he possibly enter a situation where he's going to eat the carbon, make a bracha of the zevach after he eats the Pesach? How, what, how could the birchas hazevach part of the zevach? There is a simple explanation which we could say which would avoid my discussion. The, in all fairness, I should point it out before I enter a more lumdisha type of suggestion. We, would, we have assumed that you eat the carbon zavach and then when you finish, you, could eat the, you have to eat the carbon pesach. And after the carbon pesach, you can't eat again, so therefore the order of brachas has to be that the birchas hazavach comes before the birchas pesach. But it could be that that's not the way it has to be done. A person sits down to the meal the night of Pesach. He sits down, Leila Seder. It could be that he's allowed to eat the Kam Pesach first. He's not allowed to finish the Kam Pesach first. Because if he would finish the Kam Pesach, then he can't eat a Zavach afterwards. But it's possible that he could eat a little bit of Kam Pesach, make a bracha at that point in Kam Pesach, and leave over some, at least, uh, Shirachila, leave over for later, and then afterwards he'll eat the Zavach, and then afterwards he'll eat the Kam Pesach again, in which case we would have a, a perfect balabatish way of doing the Birchas HaPesach before the Zavach, and then the question would be, would Birchas HaPesach part to the Zavach? So really, there's no need for a Lamdisha explanation how it could be that Birchas HaPesach could come before Birchas HaZavach, or how could we eat the Kam Pesach before we eat the Kam Pesach? But I'd like to suggest two answers, two other interpretations. One is based upon what we have explained so far, that a Karm Pesach is really a carbon Shlomim as well. It's possible that even according to Rebbe Ben Azariah, I must eat the Karm Pesach till Chatos. True. But if you don't eat it until Chatzos, the Torah says it becomes Nos in the morning. Now we pointed out last week that Tosos has this kasha in Brachas Daftes that why should it become Nos in the morning if you're not allowed to eat it after Chatzos? We quoted in Nor Sameach that said that you can eat the carbon Pesach after Chatzos. Not B'Torah's carbon Pesach. You can eat it B'Torah's Zebach. Although the mitzvahs say, according to Yerbelez Ben Azai, is eat the Kambesach until Chatzos, that doesn't mean it's not a Shlamim. Betar Shlamim, it can be eaten one day, only one day, as like a carbon toda. And again, the same idea would be that we're eating the Chabura, we're eating a whole group, we want to get the whole group of Sipo Yitzhak Messiah and Pir we want to do it all together as a community. So there, the Torah told us, this Shlamim should really be eaten only one day, according to the Lezab and Zayah, only until Chatzos. 
but it doesn't become nosar like any other carbon shlamim until the next day. So therefore, the arsamech was mechadesh that you can really eat the carbon pesach after chatzos b'tar shlamim. If that's true, then we would have another issue of what bracha to be made at this time. And that would enter a, a, a whole discussion beyond our present time limitation to discuss really after chatzos what is this carbon according to Yasamech that I can eat it? It really is a kampasach. It's not a kampasach. It's a karmat shlamim. And what bracha should I really make? And which bracha should tie which? In any case, this would be a very elegant way of explaining our issue of how you can make a carbon, how you could make a birchas pesach and afterwards have a carbon eat a zevach. The last possibility that I'd like to suggest is based on the idea that I also said last week. The, <coughs> the Avnei Nezer and Simon Shaden Payalif came up with his famous patent, his famous idea. What should a person do if he forgot or whatever happened, he did not eat the Afikoma until Chatzos. So he said what he should do is after Chatzos, you should make a Tnai. You should say like this. If the Allah is like Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah, then I'm eating now Afikoman. And then wait a few minutes, and according to Rebbe and Azariah, after the time of Afikoman, then you could eat. You can only eat, you can only, you must refrain from eating the time that you could be Yotze the Mitzvah. But after Chatzos, when you can't be Yotze the Mitzvah, so Rebbe Lezeb and Azariah would say that you could eat. So he said, that's what you do. And according to Chachamim, what you say is before Chatzos, I'm eating but I don't, if Allah is like Chachamim, then I don't mean to eat now, come, and I mean now to eat a regular piece of matzah, and then you can continue eating your meal because you didn't eat the Atikaman yet. <coughs> Following this logic, we could give another scenario in our case. It's almost Chatzos. A person has to eat the carbon Pesach. So here he would say, to eat the carbon Pesach, according to Rebbe ben Azariah, should be eaten before Chatzos. But afterwards, he can eat a Zevach. After a Chatzos, he's allowed to eat a Zevach. So therefore, we would have another way of saying, first you make a Birchaz pesach, and then after, afterwards you make a, a, a Birchaz zevach. It's true that you have to eat the, the carbon before Chatzos. But once you finish the carbon Pesach, you can wait till Chatzos. And then you can eat a regular zevach. You don't have to eat the kam pesach, the Torah zevach, the regular zevach. And then the question would be, the bracha that I made in pesach, could that fulfill the zevach? Because the ultimate idea is that a pesach and a shlamim really are connected. A pesach is a shlamim, a pesach is a kam pesach is a kam shlamim. And therefore we can raise the issue of the Mishnah if there one bracha would be fulfill the other. Briefly to summarize, we said that a carbon told that we started with Parshat HaShavua, that a carbon Shlomim can be eaten two days. Although a carbon told that can be eaten one day, carbon Shlomim can be eaten two days. Whether it's Lechatechila two days, or really only B'dayeva two days, Lechatechila is one day, we saw the Raivid and the Ramban obviously think that the one day is the Ikra Mitzvah. The second day is also B'dayeva at Ke'ilu. You can eat a second day, but Lechatechila should be eaten the first day. We connected that to a carbon Pesach, which in that respect is similar to a carbon Toda that can only be eaten one day, for a good reason. And we said that <coughs> we should never forget 
that Akram Pesach is really a Shlamim. According to Ramban, it's like the prototype of Shlamim, which really should be in one day, and here we don't have the extra advantage of eating it a second day. Since Akram Pesach is a Shlamim, we discuss the nature of the bracha that you would make, the bricha mitzvah, if it could be a bracha which patters the zevach or doesn't patter the zevach, and then we had a whole discussion, how could it be the bricha sapesach could come before the bricha sazevach. You have been listening to the Shir of Harav Benjamin Tavori, the weekly mitzvah for Pashat Tzav. And for today's Halacha Yomit, we continue with, as much as we can, a review of different halachot of Pesach. Chametz is prohibited to be eaten on Pesach. All uh, prohibitions, all Yisrael Achila, food prohibitions in the Torah, there's a general definition of what is considered to be a food. If it doesn't have the status of food, it will no longer be prohibited. And the general definition is if it's not edible, something which is not eaten, not fit for human consumption, for human consumption, is not considered to be a food and is no longer prohibited. Prohibitions in the Torah apply only to foods. However, for Hametz, there's a more restrictive definition. Not unfit for human consumption, but they know Ra'ui Lachilat Kelev will not be eaten by a dog. It's not, not uh, uh, suitable for any, any kind of consumption, even not the higher, more finicky standards of people. If it's Eino Ra'ui Lachilat Kelev, then it is not prohibited as Hametz. The most uh, immediate uh, implication of this has to do with the prohibition of If you have something which was made out of a chametz base but is not fit for any consumption whatsoever, normally we don't have things which are spoiled around the house, which is what the Gemara is talking about. But we have today things which have been commercially, chemically developed. It could be that it came from a bread base. But if it's not it will not be eaten because it's a dry powder with, with a terrible taste, um, then there is no prohibition of Bayrei Bayimatzei. However, can it be eaten? So the Rush has a Salah called Achshavei. He says, since the prohibition is on foods, and Enova Uyve Achila, something which is not suitable for consumption, is no longer considered to be a food, so the Rosh claims that if you eat it, then you have subjectively made it into a food. Actually, you've made it important. You've given it a new status. Now, objectively, it could be a food. The reason why it's not food is because people don't eat it, but you do eat it. So therefore, subjectively to you, it becomes a food. That's the star of the Rosh. And therefore, even something which is a nova u'ilachila, the Rosh says you can't eat it because when you eat it, it becomes relative to you, u'ilachila, able to be able to be eaten. Not all Rishonim agree with the Rosh. Many Rishonim disagree. What's more, there is logically a distinction between the general category I mentioned of Enor Ru'il Achila and Enor Ru'il Achilat Kedev. It could be that something which is not eaten by people because it's somewhat decayed or spoiled and you eat it, so it becomes a food for you because who said it's not a food? People find it inedible, but you think it is edible, therefore for you it's a food. But it could be that the higher standard, which is the one applicable to Chameitz, of Enor Ru'il Achilat Kedev, it's not a subjective standard. It's not eaten by people because, frankly, even if it wasn't eaten by people, it would be prohibited. Here it's not eaten by any, any animal. So there it could be that that's an objective standard. That is not food objectively and you cannot turn it into food. So even if the Rush is right in general, it could be that he's not right in, in, in Chametz and Pesach. And as I said, Adar Abishon will on the Rush.
The most common application of this has to do with uh, toothpaste or medicines, things of the sort. And so many people are machmir, and they look for hechsher on those things. But most poskim argue logically that even if the rush is correct, and that my subjectively eating something turns it into a food, even though most people think it's not a food, that's only if you eat it. In other words, you've done that action which indicates that you think it is a food. Putting it in your mouth is not the action which the rush describes as achshavei. It's not that your mouth makes it important. It's the fact that you treat it as a food makes it into a food. Because remember, the original hetev is based on the fact that this is not called food. So eating it makes it into a food. And therefore, it's hard to see why using toothpaste, which you might accidentally swallow, but it's not an action of achshavei. It's not an action of giving it a status of food. And frankly, the same is true of medicines, because medicines are not foods, and swallowing a medicine is not the same as eating. And therefore, alpidin, uh, there really is no necessity to have kosher pesach medicines, where the medicines are basically inedible. They're not, they're not, it doesn't apply to flavored medicines, which, which might be edible. But a medicine which is in, you know, the old kind of medicine, just a pill uh, or, a, or a capsule, there is no halachic need, based on this svarah, for having a hechshel pesach There are lists, there are many uh, medicines which are available, might be good to have it, but if you can't find, if you can't find a kosher the Pesach medicine, and it's not a flavored medicine, then in most cases, if you can't find the kosher one, the, uh, the, the one with the hechshel, then the regular one is suitable for Pesach as well, since it's a no ra'ui l'achilat, l'achilat kelef. That's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with Ishiur on Pashat HaShavua, which will be for Pashat Tzav, and uh, we'll not deal so much in Pesach. Uh, this is the last week of KMTT before Pesach vacation, and we'll be back tomorrow. You've been listening to KMTT, Kimitzion Teitzei Torah, Udvar Hashem Mi Yerushalayim. Kol Tov.